Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. You can join us in broadening our minds on the Nameless Debates Discord via the link below, and even feature here yourself, if you've got what it takes. It's completely destructive for the country. That's a well. That's a hard question. It's not. No, no, no. That's what that what that's what your logic was. You everybody no. heard you well, say this. I'm just clarifying now. now. No, I don't think it's completely. <laughs> Go ahead and clarify. Go ahead. I don't think it's. I think there are probably some benefits, right? Like some jobs will be brought back, but at the same time, there's going to be more costs pushed onto the consumer. There's going to be like restructuring that needs to be done. Like some companies are going to lose out. Tariffs don't benefit everyone. All right. Who do they benefit? Who do they benefit? Uh, the num like the workers that get new jobs, I guess, who are looking for them. But you just said tariffs are not good for Americans. You said that they, not for that all Trump, Americans. No. Why? So, which subset of Americans benefit from this? The the Americans that get a job that they wouldn't have had otherwise. What do you mean? Can you be more precise here? What do you mean the Americans that would get a job? The what you mean? Everybody so if we bring back a manufacturing job, and there's an American who is unemployed who, for some reason, can only do manufacturing, and they get a job, then that benefits them. And how many? So. From all the all the way from the early two thousands until now, I'll be more precise to to make this clear. All the way from two thousand and two until now, how many Americans received jobs uh, as a result of these manufacturing jobs coming back to America? From two thousand two, I, I don't know the answer. Since, no, because up. I actually gave you the answer earlier, but you refuse. That's the thing. You're so wait, thirsty for knowledge, like you claim, but you refuse what's, wait, to what's listen. What's the answer? 73,000 since the early 2000s. That's how many jobs were created. Okay. You even looked at the source yourself. You were reading it for us, the one I posted. Okay. Yeah, I guess I just forgot. Sorry. Okay. But uh, that, that doesn't seem like a super, that doesn't seem like a very significant number. How is it not a significant number? Is it 73,000 jobs? Okay. What's the significant number to you? Um, something that would have like a, an observable effect on the unemployment rate. So how so did that a, not have an observable effect on the unemployment a rate? A tenth of a percentage point? I don't know. Right. So the the uh, unemployment chart that you posted earlier going down, even, you see, you don't even understand your own sources. The the source that you linked with the unemployment rate going down, what do you think that's a result of? Ec um, I mean, a lot of things. So economic growth. Okay. Economic growth. Due to right? what? Innovation. How do, you, how do you produce economic growth? In those through sectors. lots of things, through technology, like through new resources, through wait, what? Can you give me an example? Um, what about like the internet bubble? What does the internet bubble have to do with manufacturing jobs when it comes to steel? Can you give me an example? Because we're talking about we're talking about unemployment. Steel. We're not talking about manufacturing jobs. We're talking about all jobs, right? No, we were specifically talking, according to your debate earlier, about manufacturing jobs according to steel. Well, but and but that you just asked me why is the unemployment rate going down? Yeah, and then you told me, well, there's multiple reasons, right? And I focused yeah. on one. Which reason did I focus on? That there have been 73,000 jobs brought back? No, I focused on the manufacturing but aspect. You, you realize and then that I narrowed it down to the cars. How like much has the earlier. unemployment rate dropped since 2002? It dropped. It's, 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 you can't account for it with 73,000 new jobs. Why not? Because it's, it's too small a number. There's, there's, so if that's too small too a number... So if that's too small a number, so if there many, are if 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 right. millions of people who are unemployed gain unemployment, and there were only seventy three thousand new manufacturing jobs by the pigeonhole principle, like the 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 manufacturing jobs don't account for the decrease in unemployment. 
Okay, so how many people were unemployed beforehand, before those 73,000 jobs, total in millions? Or thousands? Because you made that claim, in, so in now i got to back it up. You said, you said it, it wasn't a big number, so can you give me a comparison here? Yeah, Keep looking it up. I hear you typing. Take your time. I'll give you time. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'm just pulling up the BLS, so I have the exact Yeah, numbers. no problem. Let's see, BLS unemployment rate. Okay, unemployment rate, Bureau of Labor Statistics. So this isn't total U.S. population. So if we want to look to, let's see, this goes back to 2008. You want me to go back to 2002? You do whatever you want. You made the claim. I mean, you got to... Wait, what claim did up. I make? Your claim was that the 73,000 number was not significant. Okay, yeah, sure. So let's look at like since 2000, 2010, okay? Okay. So that means, like, I'll be generous, and let's say all 73,000 of those were created in 2010, okay? Okay. So 2010, we got an unemployment rate of 9.8%. Okay. Okay. There's now 2018, we have an unemployment rate of 4.1%. So let me pull up one other number so we can do a little math. Let me mute myself so you don't have to hear the type. Wait, wait, one second before you go. Before you go, come back for a second. Which sector are we talking about in manufacturing exactly? So we can be clear. We're, ta we're talking about total unemployment. Okay, we're going to talk about total unemployment first, and then we're going to focus on the sector that you focused on previously, which was the um, car manufacturing. Cor okay, correct. According to okay, your. Sure. Because this was your original claim. We're going by your, your original argument here. We're not going to go off topic. We will address the the first unemployment rate as a country and then we will narrow it down to your original claim which was about steel manufacturing with cars okay how many what percentage fair? sure okay okay so employment population ratio 57 59.7% okay so i'm just going to this is not a good use of stats but it'll give us an approximation so 59.7 or 0.597 times, let's go with 300 million. Okay, so we have roughly, you know, 180 people in, uh, 180 million people in the US, right? Um, when? Who are capable of, of being employed. When? Today. Okay. Are you talking so about the total population or the total yeah, population? Yeah, total, total population, yeah. Out of, out of the population, um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates that about 60% of them are, you know, qualify for employment or qualify as unemployed, right? Not qualify for unemployment, but they are seeking work and they currently do not have it. Can you post your sources too so we can look at it collectively? We can address it together here. Um, yeah, sure. Here, let me. So, if I if I look at the decrease, just I'll I'll, I'll link the stuff I'm referencing in a second. Okay. But if we look at the decrease, okay, that's like, and this is very roughly because we're not accounting for population here, right. right? I'm not doing a whole study, but this is you know like seven million jobs. And then 70, 70, 73,000 divided by 7 million, like it's, it's like 1%, right? It's almost exactly 
Okay, so how many of those jobs were in that specific sector that you were addressing earlier about the the uh, the steel manufacturing sector? In the steel manufacturing sector? Because that was your original argument. We're not going to go off topic. We're going off your, your original claim. You said uh, that the you said something about uh, steel manufacturing in the U.S. is uh, affects like car prices. Something you, you're going to have to clarify for all of us okay. because well, that was my, original. I'm my not lying here. Was that, so a lot of companies and I guess car manufacturers mm -hmm. are are one of them. Like probably the most significant to the average consumer um, get steel from overseas and perform manufacturing overseas. Right. Right. And the reason for this is the steel is cheaper and the labor is cheaper. It's so cheap that actually the cost of shipping the goods across the ocean is cheaper than it would be to hire Americans to do it because Americans have a higher standard of living. Right. Right. It's more expensive to do things in our country because we're, we're more developed. So my right. argument was if you put a massive tariff, like a 25% tariff on foreign steel, this will cause prices to go up. Right. Immediately. That's what your argument was. So what um, I said by immediately, was, I mean, over the course of like, you know, five years, maybe. Right. What I said to that was, no, it's more beneficial to have the, those manufacturing jobs in your country because one, uh, you're benefiting the American people by employing, by employing all those uh, 73,000 people. Well, I'll be generous. 60,000 of those jobs from the source that I posted were, uh, most of them were in relation to steel manufacturing jobs or car, anything car related. So not only are you employing 60,000 American individuals within your country, but you're producing your own product, which which you can either uh, sell to other countries or, or uh, use inside your country, which you will have to sell for higher prices, granted. I agree with you on that. But do you not think okay. that it's beneficial for those 60,000 people circulating money back into the economy and not having to rely on the government for long periods of time for unemployment benefits. And not only that, you're decreasing crime uh, over the course of how many years you have those individuals employed. You're strengthening your own manufacturing in your country instead of actually uh, strengthening it overseas and giving that benefit to those countries. And you can actually charge countries that purchase cars from your country or steal for whatever reason. Uh, you can you can charge them those extra you can there's, charge them extra. I mean, there's a few problems with this though, because first of all, like so, selling to other countries that becomes a problem, right? So our trade deficit with China has actually increased under Trump. Why do you have to trade with just China? Is China's the is China the only well, one China's buying? China's our number one trade partner. For what? <clears throat> for everything. For everything. So, That's kind yeah, of a wild like claim. Are you sure about everything. that? Not literally. I'm sure we we don't get coconuts from China, right? Okay, but they're they're a massive trading partner with us, and so there is there is a consequence to levying tariffs on foreign countries, and the, the consequence is those countries are going to retaliate, right? This is this is what a trade war is. Right. right, they can retaliate, and we can retaliate as well, and then yeah, we can but settle. Do you want Look, you want to retaliate? Is that yes, be I do, because best, I want what's no. best for the American people. Why should we have to suck their cock? Why can't well, we because have maybe the sucking view? their cock is better than us, you know, no, why, trying why do to you swing have, knives around, shutting, why are you a chopping pessimist? each other's why, cocks off. Right. Right? Why are you a pessimist? What? Do you not, as a, as, a, as a leader, as a politician, because you keep saying, well, Trump doesn't want what's best for the American people. That's why he keeps passing these policies. I don't, well, no, I don't know if he, I, I can't, I can't right? tell you if Trump legitimately yet, 
yet, yet you complain work. and you whine when Trump tries to get manufacturing jobs back into the country and tries to get better trade deals for us through negotiation. Um, and, and you whine about that and you cry. So what do you want? So from what I've just heard, it seems like you're completely fine with China having better trade deals than us and getting the benefit. Why should that be the case? Why can't we have the better, the upper hand? Because Why the problem we is when we hand? try to get the upper hand, it leads to a trade war and it leads to our deficit increasing, right? Not necessarily. It can make things worse. Well, that's what's happened, right? It has the not potential necessarily. To make for not necessarily. All right, but that's, that's what's happened. Our trade deficit has increased. Do you know how much China accounts for when it comes to steel imports, U.S. steel imports? Currently, no. I don't have that number. Take a guess. Take a wild guess because you made the claim earlier, and then I'll tell you the answer. I didn't make the claim for steel imports. Okay. You said mostly everything. Is steel one of them or no? No, not, not in terms of, of total Because we're talking about steel no, now. In, so. terms of, in, terms of, um, in terms of comparisons to other countries, right? Okay, so how much does China account for when it comes to U.S. steel imports? Just take a wild guess, according to what uh, you said I'll, I'll go 40%, but that's literally it's 2%, off the top of my head. 2%. 2%, really? 2%. In, quantity, in, in terms of quantity, China accounts for just over 2%, I'll post a source, of U.S. steel imports. Where do we get our steel from, then? And that's according to 2017 Wait, hang on, wait, 2%, 2% in terms of all the steel we have, or 2% steel, in terms U.S. of... U.S. steel imports. Word that's oh, in terms word of for imports. Word. Yes. Do you okay. know the difference? Yeah, you, I, I didn't know which one you were referring to, though. Okay. So did, the, you, did you legitimately not, think it was 40%? No. <laughs> so why did you say 40%? What led you to say because that? Because I was guessing, because I, I had no idea. So you had, like, you had no like, backing knowledge behind that, you just 40%. Yeah, I, I told you. I don't know because you thought maybe you know because we're the biggest the trade. Uh, China's the biggest trade partner with us. You thought maybe it could have been forty percent, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. I didn't know the number for steel. I never claimed to. So, the European Union accounts for twenty one percent. Twenty one percent, and then Canada is going to account for a lot too, right? Eighteen percent, like exactly. Eighteen yeah. percent. Okay, but so, I mean, these tariffs are going to be so this issue that right? this issue that you're debating it has nothing. It's not. But these this issues not about China. They don't just apply to China. They apply to all nations. Not all nations. It applies mainly to to Canada, and it applies mainly to European Union and South Korea, which also. Okay, so it applies to the nations where which we is also ten percent steel from. Sorry. It 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 applies to all the nations we import our steel from. Uh, not necessarily. For example, China's two percent. I mean, that's not going to have a huge effect on us. Okay, we're... but but. My point is, so all these countries, so the European Union, Canada, right? Like the 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 tariff is just on imported steel. I don't know if we have any special deals between specific nations, right? And like certainly not through these majority nations where we we like give them a pass on that tariff. So so your goal as let's say you're a politician like Donald Trump, would your goal be? to benefit your country, to give them the best trade deal that benefits them? Or would you rather, um, like you said earlier, it's better for us to suck cock and let China ram us in It depends ass. on what's better for the people. If it's better for the people to suck cock, then yeah, I'd probably go with suck How is cock. it better for the people to suck cock? Can you explain Because it's better to, to suck cock than get your cock chopped off in a... So you're, you're okay, you're okay with paying super high prices for products that are low in... The quality might not be as good. 
the mark the marksmanship might not be as good and you're paying super high prices when compared to other countries just because you're willing to suck cock because you have no other alternatives well if I don't the alternative get your logic is sucking here. two cocks then how is yeah. allowing a country to have a better trade deal good for anyone that lives because in we country? haven't gotten a better trade deal our trade our trade deficit is because increased. we've never had a politician that was interested in getting us a better trade deal. no but our th politicians under supported trump. their own our trade agendas. deficit has increased under trump under the tariffs he levied on chinese products right and on steel in general good do you and do you think the economy is hurting right now because of uh, no, not really. Our economy is doing fine. But exactly. I don't think so by your logic, economy. so by your logic, you said our economy should be hurting because of it. Yeah, but How I don't think it it's going to fall apart. No, I think prices are going to increase on select goods. Did in the next prices increase? Years. Yeah. On what? So cars, for instance. Right. And I, we went through that again, and you, and that's actually when you muted me. So can you tell me how prices increase? Can you name a few models? Well, I, I just told you this is going to take a couple of years, right? We can look to historical examples. We can look to um, like Reagan era tariffs on Japanese motorcycle manufacturers and how those didn't work. Or yeah, on the US dollar, the US, how much was the US dollar worth then? I mean, less than it exactly. is now. Look, how, how is that relevant? It is very relevant. You can't compare the economy then with the economy now. Especially when uh, completely different trade deals existed at the time, we don't. I don't even. I can't even tell you what trade deals existed. Okay, well, if you don't want to point Reagan. to history, let me ask you: Why do you think that the tariffs are going to benefit the U.S. economy? Because they're going to force manufacturers to negotiate with the government rather than uh, openly fuck them over, right? And benefit okay, themselves like, over. Is, because if you're selling like cars, if you're selling cars to the American people, your main consumers. And you're only interested in in ripping off these consumers with the pricings, with the pricing, and not benefiting the American economy, and may and and instead you're benefiting another country just because you want to make a bigger share. Uh, that's not fair, and that's not fair for the American people, especially for an American company. Why should, for example, an American company is? I'm assuming Ford is an American company. Yeah, Ford's an American company, and Why Ford should I think Ford actually does most of their manufacturing in the U.S. Although they're exactly. moving it to Mexico now. I'm giving I'm I'm giving you an example. Why should Ford, an an American company, uh, go to a different country and put all their manufacturing in a different country when their biggest producers are the American people, right? So they're selling their cars to the American people just so they can make uh, more money, and they're not benefiting our economy because just that's so how they can capitalism works, right? Right, and that's if that's how capitalism works, then we can fuck them over just like they fucked us over. That's capitalism. The consumers have as much yeah, say now in, in now capitalism we're, as, we're as the producers the do. Point. Right. My question is, like, we both they both need each other to survive. Are you concerned with principles of like, well, if they fuck us over, I don't care if it hurts us. I want to fuck them over too. Right. It doesn't hurt us. Look, the producers. Well, wait, but why do you like? Who would you like? Can you give me a a source for like any? Because like I I haven't seen. Like the problem is you're you keep making economists supporting for this. You said that the the car the prices for cars will go up. Can you send me a a legitimate statistical source proving that your claim is true? I didn't make Stati a claim. No, I can't because it hasn't. I happened never made yet. any claims. You did. It hasn't happened yet. But I can give you a. It hasn't open happened letter. yet. So why are you debating you, it? Because we're talking about what, what would happen, right? When we when we implement can you policy, prove to me that we don't it would just say. Happen. Can you give me a projection, a statistical projection of the next 20, 30 years that it would Can happen? you? You're the one that made the claim. I don't have to give you anything. Well, you're, well, you're saying, 
So like, I can give you like an open letter from an 1100 economists and 14 Nobel laureates to Trump, like condemning these tariffs. I can find Does economists. Does the letter who... have a piece in it with statistical analysis? No, because okay, it hasn't happened care. yet. <laughs> I don't if care. If I say, hey, I'm going to shoot you with this gun. Like, do you have any statistical analysis that, you know, it won't kill you? you like, why it hasn't you happened yet. This, this is a shitty as fuck example. You're, this is a shitty analogy. You're comparing, getting well, shot. You're giving what are you me even like, talking this is, about? What you're doing is shitty. You like, can produce ridiculous. projections, statistical projections of how the economy is going to behave 10, 20 years from now. Growth analysis and all that good stuff. Why do you not have it when you're making this claim? Why should I believe you based on your words? What, what backing does your word have? Do your words have? What backing do you have when it comes to your words? Well, I tried pointing to history, but you've written that off because you say that the economy is too dissimilar, right? Because the U.S. dollar was worth uh, much more back then. Everything was worth. Uh, everything had a had a different value. If you want to give me a recent wait, example, right I'd I'll love right to take it. Okay. I, I love this guy. He makes the claims and he asks me for fucking sort uh, statistical analysis. I ask him for it, and he's like, "Well, I don't have it, but you're gonna have to take my words as proof." In fact, since he's gone right now, I'm gonna look it up. Where you can. Literally, he's comparing okay, 1980. You're comparing a okay, 1989 so US dollar so. to the 2016 dollar. There was a 93.55 percent change, cumulative price change. The average inflation rate was 2.48. It's insane that this guy is even okay, debating wait, Narviso, economics. Narviso, like, Go ahead. So, I mean, in this letter, or well, hang on. <laughs> Actually, wait, hang on. Let me get something. Okay. He's going to send me a letter written by a bunch of fucking Jews uh, begging Trump not to, not to benefit the American people for the sake of them making more money. Please, Trump, don't. How dare you want, want to benefit the American people and bring manufacturing jobs to the U.S.? You know, make a U.S. a, a global trade partner with everyone who relies on okay. it. Instead, we should Wait, suck hang on. on. The U.S. is already a global trade partner, okay? Not for a lot of things. Go ahead. China so so in May, okay, like 14 <laughs> Nobel laureates, right, and 1,100 economists, and an open letter to Trump comparing these tariffs to the Smoot-Hawley Act of, actually, I think it was just the, the Smoot-Hawley Act of 1930, right? So during the Great Depression, um, the U.S. raised tariffs on like 20,000 some odd goods in order to make American manufacturing more competitive, right? And, and to hopefully- Wait, you're again? 1930. This is a long time ago, right? 
And in this letter, they say Congress did not take economists' advice in 1930. The Americans across the country paid the price. The underdesigned economists and teachers of economics strongly urge you not to re not to repeat that mistake. Much has changed since 1930. For example, trade is now significantly more important to our economy, but the fundamental economic principles, as explained as explained at the time, have not. Okay. Right. So you're comparing the tariffs that were raised in 1933. 1930 yes. uh, uh, well, to, to the term. I am citing is... the opinion of 14 no Nobel laureates, right? And 1,100 PhDs in economics, right? They believe that the fundamental economic principles have not changed since that time. Okay. How much was the US dollar worth then? And what was our relation with uh, with China like? Stop. Wait, like, I, I, I'm i sorry, Canada. but I, I need you to present, like, I need you to present an argument of your own, right? Because I just I, gave I you an argument. My no, my have, argument was my you, you for your first argument because you keep jumping back and forth you don't you don't want to stay on one topic your first argument was in 1989 uh, during the Reagan regime uh, you said something about high tariffs causing that then you jumped back and you left and you came back with a new argument let's tackle your first argument first because you jump a lot you like to jump you don't like to focus on one thing and this is common for people that can't back up their claims. Okay. Let's right. go back to your first claim, and then we'll talk. Well, wait, this. you haven't backed up anything. You've just given me conjecture. Let's go back you to your first claim. You sources. changed claims. You haven't provided we... me any evidence or statistical analysis. You changed you claims without. Claim. You changed claims. Here's my statistical. And you haven't analysis. made a claim. You're just the ultimate skeptic. Like there's here's no my, point having this conversation. Here's, here's because you started this claim. That means the the burden of proof is always okay. going to be on you. Yeah, but I this can, is how you're. I'm refuting you. I'm refuting you. But if you demand statistics, I will provide it. No problem. I have demanded them, but you haven't provided on what on what. On the idea that this, these these tariffs will help the economy, you I, said I'm showing I support you the right Trump now. I, I I even asked you. I said, "Is the U.S. economy doing well after the tariffs currently?" And you said, "Yes." This is a non sequitur. Just because something's well. doing well doesn't mean the Trumps doesn't mean the tariffs are causing it, right? <laughs> so then the tariffs are not causing the economy to be bad. Well, you seem to think they are. Where's your evidence for that? I never said they're not. I said they're causing the economy to, to, to do very well, in which it is doing yeah, well. Yeah, where's your evidence agreed with where's your Where's your evidence? I will go ahead and provide you with them right now. Okay. Where? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Okay. In 2013 dollars. Wait. Wait. Hang on. This is the other thing. Where is your evidence? Here's my evidence. It's funny because you already know the economy is doing really. Okay. Well. You, you yeah, already but know I, this. But the economy has been doing very well for a while. It's been steadily. Uh, it's not. Been, it's been. It's not been doing good for a while. This is the first time that we've seen the biggest uh, increase in unemployment. This is the first time since a lot, a long time. No, since we've been what, hitting 10, 11 years no. that we've seen this huge rate in uh, economic growth for both the third quarter and the second quarter. Um, you already know this, though. That's the problem. You just no, but that's the problem. The is you're not you're not demonstrating. I agree. I just that the economy is doing pretty well. You're not. No, you're not. Demonstrating so it was. It was a three point five percent. Okay. You're, so you're not demonstrating that tariffs have anything to do with it. It was a three point five percent GDP increase in the third quarter of 2018, which was doing. Yeah. This is really well compared to the last ten years. We have. We. I don't think we've seen these numbers very often compared to the last few years. In fact, compared to 2014. And before, all the way from 2010 to 2018, a 4.2% GTP increase for the second quarter of 2018, which is also tremendous, tremendously good when compared to other years. I mean, other years, the maximum we've seen was what? 
at most 3.5% for both quarters. So at 2018, that's when we saw that this huge increase going from 3.5 to uh, 4.5. Okay, 4.2. And you think, and how, why do you think the Actually, tariffs sorry, are responsible Actually, sorry, it was uh, lower than 3.5 for 2014. Because that's, that's the million dollar question is how are the tariffs responsible for this? Because it's forcing manufacturing jobs back into America and it's forcing us to, uh, to accumulate these yes, better how trade does this, deals. How does this account it's, for the Let me finish. The let me finish the first. Let me answer the first question. Okay. So it's bringing jobs back into America uh, and it's, it's uh, decreasing unemployment, causing more Americans to have more jobs. And it's not decreasing. It's also causing more money to. It's, wait, no, we already debunked uh, this. It's causing not more money to circulate. It's not decreasing unemployment. It's, it's causing you said yourself, less people. It's causing less people. Only seventy-three thousand jobs have been brought. It's back. causing less people to be dependent on the government. Yes, seventy-three jobs in that in that sector of unemployment is a huge impact. And we no, know this to be it's true. Not. No, look it's at, less look than at how a the economy is doing. Point. No, it's it's not. So okay, so why is the economy doing well? I already told you. I don't know, dude. I didn't make that claim. <laughs> I just made it and I told you why. You refuse to accept it. Why because are you, you not Because you haven't given me any evidence. You haven't given me I evidence. just gave you evidence. I gave you, you me the evidence GDP that the economy is doing well. I gave you the personal the income to do with growth it. chart. I gave you the industry economic accounts and you refused to look but at this, them. This is not accounted for by 73,000 jobs. <laughs> That's insignificant. I gave you the international economic accounts. Seven million refused. jobs were created in the time span What's the average pay for one of those, uh, one of those individuals in the 73,000 the the, the seventy three thousand uh, jobs that were created here. That the average pay. Back? I don't know. Can you tell? You me? don't know. Yeah, I can tell you. It's over thirty thousand. Okay. So we're not talking about McDonald's job. We're not talking about minimum wage people making. Most five, most people don't make minimum wage. Do you know what like median wages in this country? Yeah, I do. Uh, I believe the average household income is about twenty thousand, something like that. Maybe no, even it's a, higher. It's about thirty thousand. Yeah, about thirty thousand. So we're not talking about McDonald. We're not talking about part-time minimum wage jobs here. Okay, but you're basically telling me that of the seven million new jobs, seventy-three thousand of them were on par with what probably the average more. is already. I'm being generous. Probably more. Probably more. Where do you get that idea? What you said? Seven million new jobs were created, didn't you? Yeah, not manufacturing jobs. Only seventy-three thousand of those jobs were manufacturing. Okay, that's my point. Is that so, you're saying so the manufacturing jobs okay. are growing the economy? So seventy-three thousand, and I said the average uh, household income for one of those individuals in the seventy-three thousand is, and I'm being very generous, uh, forty thousand. How much okay. money do you think that would bring back into the economy compared the to the seven million other jobs? Like nothing. I don't think you can attribute you sure about the economic that? growth. Yeah, I don't think you can attribute the economic growth okay. to so, 1% so, okay. of new jobs being created. So what's 73,000 73, times 40,000? Um, I'm going to calculate. I'm sure. going to use a calculator. 73,000. And I'm being 40, generous 000. here. It's actually probably 50,000. So the problem, the problem what is... What is it? All, what is it? It's, um, it's like $3 billion. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, it's three billion. Actually, it's more. It's probably but the problem. Billion. It, wait, so four but billion. The, wait, is wait, 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 wait. But the problem is that money didn't just appear out of nowhere, right? You're not accounting <laughs> for the you... costs that people have to pay for for higher expensive goods, right? That's fine. The consumers will recirc recirculate uh, that money uh, through the economy any anyways. 
they're the ones purchasing the cars. It's not like people are buying our cars in large amounts. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're with the our money. Consumers are but, buying the cars. But We're Nervisa, spending the money. The problem is the money they spend on that cars could have been spent on other goods, which would have circulated through the economy anyway. That's not true because now you're taking that. You're literally taking three billion dollars away from unemployment, the unemployment plan, and you're you're letting these individuals circulate the money individualistically through the economy without having to be dependent on the government. No, you also not only can't are say you saving, you not only are, are you saving over five billion dollars in unemployment. No, because you don't know that these people are unemployed. No, you're you also these allowing these individuals to have jobs. You're benefiting the economy. You're circulating the money through the economy. You're allowing the consumers to circulate the money through the economy. And it's apparent. But this is seven. This is seventy. But the your original right, argument was right, guys, guys, let each other talk. Right. Your original argument was that the number was not significant. I proved you wrong on this very quickly. You haven't now proved you're... me wrong. So three billion is, is is a small number for you. That's actually, yeah, you wanna, actually you closer multiply... to six Wait, billion. Here's a, here's a number. Here's a number. Why don't you multiply seven million by the median income in the United States? Right. Why don't you why, why don't you multiply? That, why I don't you multiply care those about. We're together? talking specifically about steel imports. Why should, do I care about the? No, seven we're talking about significance the within the context of the U.S. economy. First of all, where did you get the seven million new jobs created? I, I kind of want. Do you have a source for that? Um, so what I did was I literally just took what the BLS said was the number of eligible employed people, which is like 180 million if we're being conservative, right? And then I just multiplied that by um, the the decrease the uh, delta between the unemployment rate before and the unemployment rate now. We could probably no, find an exact all, number if you want. First of all, during Trump's second quarter. He created three million two hundred three million two hundred sixteen thousand jobs. No, you can't Not say he created million. those jobs. Those jobs were created under his right? term. The, that many jobs were created. The economic okay, growth. Okay, yeah, was but 2%. like it's not like if the president does nothing, it's not like oh, there were zero jobs because the president didn't do anything. Like it's not like Trump handcrafted each of these jobs. Dude, why do you jump around so much? Why are you such a spineless coward? I'm telling you that right, under a, Trump's regime, three million jobs were created. Where did you get your seven million? Can you post your source and explain to me how you got the seven million jobs? I was talking about since 2008, I believe. Why do we care about 2008? We're talking about Trump's presidency. Because since then, that's when the economy started improving, right? That's when the no, that's one of the, no, that's since when Trump's the unemployment rate That's when we saw that decreasing. huge. I even showed you this and you refused to look at it. In Trump's presidency, that's when we saw the huge increase in uh, GDP, gross domestic GDP, product. not in unemployment, right? And on and in unemployment, unemployment is no, four percent. No, no, no. But unemployment has been declining at a steady rate since like two thousand nine. What does unemployment have to do with GDP? You understand the difference? Yeah, GDP is gross domestic gross domestic product, right? It's what your country produces, okay? But gross domestic product product doesn't speak to the livelihood. Even of then, people. by your logic, the historical norm was that before Trump took office, that unemployment was falling down, and it has continued to fall even yeah. lower to the lowest yeah, point in eighteen falling, years right? during even during Trump's presidency. Yeah, and but you think so? The he's doing something well, right? So he's well, not he's responsible. Not, What's but responsible? you're saying the tariffs are responsible 
I, yeah, I truly believe the tariffs are responsible. He create. I'm telling you how many jobs he's, he's created. But the jobs he's created jobs. weren't all manufacturing, right? The job, the manufacturing jobs, not since he was elected, but since 2002. Okay, you look, told me it was 73,000. You can't have three million manufacturing jobs. That's impossible. Exactly, but if you the majority you of those wait, jobs were so. probably if you can't have three million manufacturing okay. jobs. Why are you, why are you attributing the economic growth to calm manufacturing job creation? Because manufacturing, I just told you how much manufacturing job creation makes for the U.S. economy over six billion, and I'm that's being way too generous too. That's over six billion. We're not talking about the majority of the jobs that were created were low uh, minimum wage, low pay, part time jobs. Yeah, there were jobs with an average median income. Okay, we're not, talking not about median. jobs, there, manufacturing there jobs, jobs with, with an income. average income of thirty to forty thousand, even higher for those individuals. A lot of them pay very well. That's why when Pete, when, when okay, manufacturing... Yeah, so th these aren't super special jobs, right? So they're regular jobs, regular paying jobs. They're not regular paying jobs. I'm telling you, the average... I did the math for you and you refused to listen. What, what do you think the median income in the U.S. is? What do you think the average income in the U.S. is? It's 20,000 like, at best, I'll tell you right now. No, 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 no. We're going to find the exact number. It's 31,000. Okay, yeah. These Which people are the making 50,000. Even so 30,000, even by your logic, even by your logic, those people are, are bringing 000. in $6 billion. An individual making minimum wage, working part-time, even full-time, they make $10,000 at best yearly. You've got a source because I don't I don't, I'm looking I'm looking this up now and there's nothing that says that. That says the average person makes $10,000. That's the average person. Do you consider every average person to have a minimum wage, a uh, part-time job? No. <laughs> Man, you're saying they, the average person makes ten thousand dollars. You don't focus on anything. You're saying, wait, no, hang on. All right, let me let me just like okay. try to clarify what I'm what my problem is. Okay, so you're saying that okay, of the millions of jobs that were created right since two thousand two, seventy three thousand of them were manufacturing jobs, right? And some percentage of these were created by Trump. Now, I now you're saying that you're attributing right the the growth we've seen in the economy to these manufacturing jobs. Now, what I would expect not is, purely, not completely and purely. Okay, well now we're using weasel words. How much? How responsible do you think this is for growth? I, I think it's very responsible considering that it just well, we're from using weasel words job, again. What, like, just, can you give just, me a percentage? Well, I am giving you a percentage if you be quiet. Considering that just manufacturing jobs alone are bringing over $5 billion back into the economy, I think it's very relevant. How much money do you think like Arby's brings into the economy? We'll see. Arby's, well, it's Wendy's, which has a system-wide sales of $10 billion. Arby's makes $430 million. Okay. So 400 so Arby's alone just makes 430 million. Okay. Including one, 130 Wendy's? million. Wendy's makes 10 billion. Wendy's which has system-wide sales of around 10 billion sold Arby's by Atlanta for, for that's how much it's worth, 430 million. So like that's how much it's net, that's the net worth for the entire company. Wait, net worth out. Oh, hang on. Let me find the exact number. Wendy's has the system-wide sales of around ten billion. Okay, I'm seeing here that Arby's has a 
Let's see Wendy's. The net income. I'm seeing I'm seeing Arby's worth as like between one point three five and two billion. Where where do you see this? Let me link this. Hang on. So yeah, so Wendy's Co. paid one hundred and thirty million in cash for Arby's. The net income for Arby's. We we only care about the net income. It's sixteen. Okay, we care about net million. income. Okay. Sixteen point one million. How much it's As far as revenue, it's one point three billion. Okay, so but we don't care about revenue, or do we? Do we revenue, revenue is one point three billion. Net income is sixteen point one million. Number of employee number of employees seventy four. That's in twenty how many seventy four thousand. That's in twenty thirteen. So all the manufacturing jobs that were brought into the states are equivalent to the current workforce of Arby's. Except how much does how much does Arby's pay? Usually, their employees. Um, let me check. All right, go ahead and check. It's going to be lower for sure. Exactly, that's my point. But the problem is, is that okay? Uh, so okay, you're, average you're, Arby's the hourly is, wait, pay. Okay, for you to make your point, if if these jobs were paying like in the top, you know, quintile or top percentage of income, I could understand this point. There aren't that many jobs, but they're paying workers a lot, right? Workers are getting paid like millions of dollars. But they're being these jobs just pay what the average job in America pays, or even less than that, according to some of these estimates. A structural iron or steel worker receives wages uh, uh, somewhere between thirty-five thousand to fifty thousand, depending on the level of experience. Okay. Are you really comparing a forty-eight thousand or an average of forty thousand to a seven dollars and seventy-two cents per hour? Uh, Arby's hourly pay. No, my you're point is for these jobs to be significant in the way you're you're talking about them, the 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 income would need to be greater than this, right? It can't just be like roughly median median wage or or average. It's income. not. It's over. It's well over. A lot of these people make fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars yearly. A lot. Wait, what percentage? Because it depends on experience, right? Not necessarily. It, it depends on um, it depends on a lot of things. College degree. If you qualify, but we know people, a lot of people qualify since 73,000 people qualified. I'll tell you right now the exact okay. uh, pay. So median um, wage in 2017 I'm actually going to look at $4,000. So median wage was $44,000. So this seems about what these jobs are paying, right? Well, I mean, if you work at Arby's, you're making at, ma at most 11, 12. I've never seen someone that works at Arby's that flips burgers. The that point makes of the Arby's example wasn't that these jobs Have you jobs ever seen someone like... that makes $30,000 working no, at Arby's? The no, point, the point of the Arby's example was that, okay, like 70000 sounds like a big number, but in the grand scheme of the U.S. economy, it's not a huge number. And these jobs aren't paying So it's $6, 7000000000 Ashley, you said what? The, the, it's 42000 So... So five billion dollars is a small number for you? In the grand scheme of the US economy, yeah, kinda. So five billion dollars is a small number. That doesn't help the US economy. I mean, for me personally, if I had five billion dollars to roll to, to throw around, you're fucking great. stupid. Okay, I'm done debating. But in terms, this of, the, guy, in terms of the US economy, troll, no. So. What do you think the US GDP this, is? This guy thinks that five billion dollars I don't care about the US economy. That's why we have 
a tax. The U.S. economy plan. has that's a GDP why, of nineteen. That's why we have a budget plan. Everything, that's why we have a budget plan. Everything has a specific budget. That five billion, six billion dollars can be broken up, and it can be put into other budgets and greatly support them. It might not be big in the big big picture, but it helps others. This is, but this is like a a, a half of a one hundredth of a percentage of the U.S. GDP. This guy's telling me that we, and not only that, that six billion dollars is multiplied. And it's uh, it also benefits the U.S. economy directly by circulating instead of uh, okay, but that, instead so of again, some of that money would have circulated anyway, right? How? Because the those many people are spending on are in other countries. But those countries are going to buy goods from the U.S. too, right? No, not necessarily. They don't have to. Okay, they I'm don't not have saying... to buy goods from us if they find better deals. And the problem is the people, and then people like who would have spent money on other goods in the U.S. economy, right? Are now spending less on that because they have to spend more on other right like the truth it's of, more complicated than this okay. the truth is people in china people in fucking india people in thailand though those people are not fucking buying the cars that americans buy here americans are the biggest fucking consumers when it comes to to 30 40 cars 2017 2016 models People in fucking China, they rely on public transportation. India, same thing, public transportation. It's a very small minority of people that buy no, these No, I'm not models. talking about... All right. There's not a one-to-one -one correspondence between cars manufactured in India and then cars purchased by India, right? But the U.S. does all sorts of stuff. We're not... We're not a main trade partner like China. If you want to compete with China, Wait, what are you, if you want to have the about? upper hand. I think China. Ch China is a powerhouse. Are you really comparing us as a trade part as a trade partner to China? I, I think China imports more goods from the U.S. than any other country. No, that's not true. Let's look at that. I, I don't think that's true. China import percentages. China's larger, largest goods trading partner. Let's see. China imports, 2018. Any imports by country, though. Okay, I could be wrong on this. I will fully admit that. I just can't find it anywhere right now. Okay, we are actually their number three. I was wrong. They import more from South Korea and from Japan. So it's basically a three-way split between South Korea, Japan, and the United States. Look, I already knew this, but it's it's... Like, I'm surprised you consider yourself an American, yet you're completely fine with, like, screwing, all, screwing over your own... I'm not, people. though, because the, the number of jobs you're presenting is insignificant in the grand context of the U.S. economy. 73,000 jobs paying... No, it's not. It, it will literally decrease the unemployment benefits by 10, from 6 to $10 billion. Because you, you, you don't know that the people taking these jobs were on unemployment. 
You don't know that either. No, we do know that. that We do know that. According to statistics, 80% of people that are unemployed are on unemployment. Yeah, but that's not the stat you need. The stat you need is 80% of people or whatever percentage of people that took a manufacturing job that was created are now off unemployment when they were on it before. That's the stat you would need. Wait, so you have to be off unemployment when you get a job? What's your logic? Yeah, but you don't know that they were unemployed before. They could have been they, working another job. No, no, these were unemployed people. We're just talking about unemployed people getting these jobs. No, I don't think the, that's the what 73,000 is unemployed, specifically unemployed. That these are not people that were employed. You understand that, right? 73,000 people to that were To be considered unemployed, unemployed here in the, in America, you would have to file for unemployment. Otherwise, right. the government wouldn't know you're unemployed. Uh, well, I mean, the government makes guesses as to how many people are unemployed. Guesses. No, right? they don't. They go by the unemployment. Look, I'm, re- I'm getting sick debating you. I feel like you can't really focus on one topic. You jump around a lot. Um, All right, that's fine, dude. So I'm, I'm done here. I think I made my point. So. Well, yeah, but your point is that, like, okay, 73,000 jobs were given out. The, like, th- this, okay, I don't see this as having a huge impact on the American economy. Unless these jobs were like incredibly well paying, seven, six seven billion is not a huge impact. Decre- no, that's actually sixteen billion because you're taking away from no, the unemployment no, it's benefits. Not. You're you're circulating the money. Even the long term effects are are super beneficial, and okay, you're getting no, better just, trade deals compared well. to the. I mean, well, our trade deals haven't really gotten better yet, but maybe. How so? Our trade deficit has increased, right? Isn't that what Trump cared about? I don't see prices increasing. Our trade deficit has increased. I don't care. I don't what, see prices increasing. Okay, that's what no, Trump cares about. I haven't I seen I haven't seen any trade deals that were set in stone yet. There's still negotiations. Well, yeah, that's well, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that we we haven't gotten better deals yet. No, we did actually get better deals with Canada. Canada's one of them. You just said we we hadn't had any deals set in stone, but now you're saying we do have we, better deals. We didn't have any deals set in stone because none of those countries are 100% on board with it. But we do have uh, we don't we do have deals with Canada right now that are very beneficial that can be changed by Canada. They're not set in stone, okay? But they're still beneficial for the U.S. Trade deals are not like they're not like other agreements. You can okay, you don't but, have to stick okay. to them. All right. You know? Okay. Okay, I guess I'm confused about why you said the set and stone thing to begin with, then. I can't hear your mic is really bad. Just type it. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't see how these jobs are supposed to impact the economy. Well, you refuse to see it, so okay. Can I just can't just hold you down? Oh. Oh, the reason baby. why I said that is because trade deals are flexible. Countries don't have to fully abide by them uh, when they don't have to. That's why I said it, and I explained why trade deals are not said, They're not something that you have to permanently abide by. Once you make it, just like the U.S., we we've broken up NAFTA. We've broken up multiple trade deals with multiple countries. We don't have to abide by them. Same thing goes for Britain, right? With Brexit.
I just I've never met someone that doesn't want manufacturing jobs in their country. I I seriously I'm, don't I get mean, the I'm logic fine with them. I just don't think it's a very important thing. Like it seems like we can just have a service-based economy and be okay. Like and that's not accounting Being for automation. Being dependent on other nations and well, The problem is automation is going to like fuck all this up anyway, right? You don't understand like if you're dependent on another a nation for trade and if they choose to cut off that trade, they can easily manipulate your politicians into doing whatever they want to do. You don't want to be dependent on other countries. It's better to be dependent on yourself rather than being dependent on countries like China, for example, or Saudi Arabia. Because if I you're mean, dependent on them, what happens is you have to agree with them on some things. If you disagree, guess what's going to happen? You've reached a point to where you didn't advance man the, this sector in your country. Then you didn't advance manufacturing jobs in your country. And it's too late to start building it now, and now you permanently have to rely on other countries for this specific material instead of producing it yourself. Okay, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're like a big fan of autarky, then that's one argument. Being self-sufficient is the number one key to, to not being fucked over by other countries. China knows this more than anyone. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Japan knows this more than anyone as well. That's why they're, what, being, Japan that's why they're reliant on self-automation. But of course, they don't have the resource. They don't have the resources that we have here. So they're still lacking in some areas. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. I feel like there's something to be said for the fact that when you're integrated into a global economy, there's a lot of incentives not to mess with you. Like if you have a little isolated nations with their own little resources that, you know, invading them won't really hinder trade, then, uh, like, like, like there's a problem there, right? If you're involved with massive deals in a global economy, then you know going and fucking with you is going to fuck up the global economy. Like the U.S. isn't going to invade China, and, the, and China isn't going to invade the U.S. Right? Like these are two one-legged giants leaning on each other. But if you have like little countries out in fucking Africa or the Middle East that are kind of cut off from you know global economics, it's a lot easier to kind of go and fuck with them without you know people seeing the side effects. Because their economy had nothing to do with yours to begin with. That's because China knows that they're going to be dependent on on solar energy. They're trying to they're trying to be dependent on solar energy rather than you know like these natural resources. Um. Yeah, well, I guess we're done. Yeah, I, like, ultimately it comes down I'm to... I'm done, I made my point. Jobs, I mean... I don't see these jobs really affecting the U.S. economy because they pay median wages and they're, or mean wages and they're uh, not that numerous.